yeah, of course I like the Hard Rock Cafe. I am a party boy. I've always been a party boy. <laughs> Let's fucking go! That is Zach L. Keebaugh. Party boy and reporter for Channel 9 Buffalo WZTV News. He's 6'2", clean, and hot. Likes fast movies, neon signs, and sinning. From wet t-shirts to wet pants, you might think, as he does, that he has seen it all and done it all. But he has never been to Niagara Falls. That changes tonight. He's been sent to neighboring Niagara to do a feature on the town's urban legends for Channel 9's annual Corny Halloween segment. He'll cover the well-known Niagara legends, of course, like the ghost of the chimp named Mark Twain, who was killed at a birthday party, who some say still haunts the third baseline of a little the mystery park. of the lace mummy found at the bottom the of the cursed gorge. entrees at Devil's Hole, Pizza and Ribs, the cult of psychic water farmers, who mysteriously vanished along with hundreds of others. But he's decided to arrive a night early, hit some bars, and get the real scoop on lesser-known stories from some salt-of-the-earth locals. He assumed that Niagara Falls would be bustling this Friday night, considering there was only one motel with any vacancy. He booked it online, a cheap place that didn't even have a name. But the streets are dead, pitch black, they didn't even bother turning on the streetlights. Further up the boulevard, he sees some lights, bulbs making a perfect circle. It seems to be the only place open at midnight on a Friday in this little town, but it's exactly what he was looking for, a gritty-looking dive bar called... The wagon wheel. He walks through saloon doors to a room as quiet as the empty streets. No music, no chatter, among the two sleepy customers and a giant bartender. He calls out to her for a strong beer. And she answers simply by pounding a bottle on the bar while opening it in one smooth gesture before he even finishes his sentence. Wow, okay, let's get this party started then, says Zach with a fist pump. To the jukebox he goes. It's all classic rock, but that's all right by him. Oh yeah, Aerosmith. He picks his favorite tune, but when the music starts, it's not Aerosmith at all. Oh, that jukebox is broken, the bartender says. No matter what you choose, it's just going to be Randy Newman. He sits down next to the drunkest of the clientele. Drinks on me tonight, Zach says, slaps a $5 bill on the table. As long as you can tell me some of the spookiest stories about Niagara Falls. I'm talking macabre, mysterious, and magical. There's an uninterested silence. Then the fellow next to him speaks up in a half burp. You want to see something magical? He asks El Kibaw to write a card on a cocktail napkin and place it upside down on the bar. Zack obliges with a grin with the two of clubs. The guy begins saying some magic words, but is brought to an abrupt stop by some internal churning. He rears back in anguish, then vomits all over the bar. He fans the vomit out in front of himself with two hands, while some of it hangs down from his lips. From the bottom of the pile of chunks, he pulls out a playing card. The two of clubs. Is this your friggin' card? Yes, it is my card, but how did you do that? Zack answers. But the drunk just stares ahead. He starts to chew on something he found in his mouth. (laughs) Then slowly falls asleep, while still holding the card up, letting it droop down from pinched fingers 
dangling like an au jus-drenched slice of thin roast beef. From the corner of the bar, the other patron chimes in. I don't pay any attention to Emmy's drunk. You want the real story? I got one for you. He shuffles over a few seats and sits uncomfortably close to a reporter. It's the story of a newsman from Buffalo, he says, who came to Niagara Falls not too long ago. Handsome fella. Oh, yeah. He was staying at the Cascade Motel, room 33, when he was visited by the ghost of Nikola Tesla, who took the shape of a beautiful redheaded lady. They made sweet love in the woods. And then she sold him an hourglass that flows in only one direction. Once you turn it over, the sand trickles down, and if you survive its hour and turn it to the other side, the sand flows no more. Time stops for you, and you can be a party boy forever. He starts rubbing Zack's thigh with one hand, and with the other he pulls a gold coin from behind Zack's ear. Hold on to this, baby. You might need it. Zack squirms away and escapes to the bathroom. He locks himself in a stall. The deep breath he takes to regain his composure collects a lungful of foul air. Across from him, there's a sign on the tank of the toilet. Cleveland Browns parking only. It has a cartoon of a buffalo violently ejecting a turd wearing a Cleveland Browns jersey. A turd in a Browns jersey? But something seemed wrong about it. The turd is covered in blood, crying. And the buffalo was grotesquely anatomically correct. And has red glowing eyes that follow him around the room. Fearfully, he diverts his glance, which falls on the dozens of lewd photographs from erotic magician magazines from the 80s, <laughs> which are glued on the inside of the stall door. He's like, I gotta get the hell out of here. But back in the bar, the scene has changed dramatically. Party mode. Party mode. Party loaded. Mode. loaded. All three wagon wheelers are naked, oiled up and pierced. They rush at him with penetrating eyes and fingers, <laughs> laughing and gnashing their teeth. He peels himself away from their greasy claws and nearly makes it to the door before the bartender calls to him. But wait, you can't leave without these. She jangles his keys, which somehow made it from his jacket pocket to her hand. Hey, how did you get those? He lunges for them, and the bartender grabs him by the back of the head and presses his face deep into the gully of her cleavage. She whispers in his ear. You're a legend in this town, party boy. You just don't know it yet. And then releases him from her damp, weathered breasts. He collapses to the ground. She jumps on the bar, takes off her leather boot, and pulls an owl from it, which flaps madly around the saloon. They all scream and clap like maniacs as he springs to his feet. You're just a bunch of crazed, horny magicians, he shouts over the blasting sounds of Randy Newman. He sprints out the door and drives his Mazda Miata as fast as he can to the address of the motel he booked. Indeed, the nameless motel has no name on its sign. Just illuminated plastic in the shape of a sign. It looks like it's been closed for decades. Not only is there nobody at the front desk, there is no front desk. Instead, there's a large brass machine with gears and pulleys and glass chambers protruding from the wall. On it, there's a sign. Insert gold coin for room key. 
Gold coin, he asks himself, then presses his hand to his jacket pocket, remembering the gold coin pulled from his ear by the lecherous wizard. He inserts the coin into the slot, and out comes a shiny silver key with a plastic keychain that says, Cascade Motel, Room 33. Just then, the antique spiral filament light bulb flickers, and Zack stares at the ceiling in a trance, as words from the wagon wheel echo in his mind. Party, Party. Party. Forever. Forever.